Welcome to Feathers in My Hair, a Teen Mom Deep Dive podcast. I'm your host, Liz Bentley. Hey, hi everyone. I just wanted to plug Operation Santa before we get started. I'm going to take donations through, if you're hearing this on Sunday, like through Tuesday. That's when I'm going to start shipping everything. Um, I have basically everything bought except gift cards. So all money that is brought in now is going to go towards the parent gift cards. So I'm going to put the information in the episode description if you want to donate. If you have donated, thank you so much. We're very close to $5,000 or went over $5,000. I have to double check. But we've raised so much money. I've gotten so many good gifts. I'm so excited to send everything out. I've actually kept up with the wrapping this year, which is really great. <laughs> it's been it's been quite a journey, but I really only have a few things left to wrap. So yeah, I'm feeling great about it. But thank you so much, everyone who donated. Oh, Operation Santa is great. And now I have to actually like buy gifts for my family and I can't like shift my focus. <laughs> it's like I all I can think about is Operation Santa when it comes to sh- shopping and gifts and trying to think of like what to get my family members has not been easy. I got my stepmom an LL Bean boat and tote, which I don't know if you guys have seen the ironic boat and totes. I They're so funny. I love them. I have one that says unhinged and one that says yikes. Um, but I didn't get an ironic one for my stepmom. I just got her name on it. And I'm also going to get a boat and tote with no embroidery on it for my office uh, holiday party. We do like a white elephant you know, where you like pick the gift and you steal it. And the way that I do these things is that I <laughs> I just get something that I want because then I can like guarantee that I can just leave with something that I want if I don't like what anybody else got. Uh, so I was thinking first, maybe I would get like a nice glass Tupperware set. I think our limit is $35, but there's an LL Bean in my mall. And so I think I'm just going to go pick up like a medium uh, boat and tote because it's like right around $35 and I would like to have another one. So <laughs> so hopefully I'll get it. <laughs> I, I'm actually like pretty good at thinking of gifts. It's I I like shopping basically. Uh, so, you know, it's something that I like to do and it's why Operation Xana works so well. Okay. Anyway, how are we? I am, I don't know, like severely depressed. <laughs> Just that winter depression. Um, I don't know. I say it's seasonal depression, but like I'm kind of depressed all the time. It's just been not great for the last couple of weeks, but also like not nearly like as bad as it could be. So just trying to, you know, hold on to that little thing. If you want to listen to more of me, please go to patreon.com slash Liz Explains. Uh, last week I had, or this week I had Princess on. We did an episode on House of Carters. We talked about Colin, Go- Colin Gosling a little bit at the beginning. I believe this upcoming week I'm going to do an ep- episode on Nexium because I watched The Vow Season 2. I'm re-listening to the podcast, Escaping Nexium, right now uh, for like a refresher on that. But I'm definitely excited to talk about Nancy. Nancy's all I'm thinking about. <laughs> oh, I wanted to tell you, if you're not really a Housewives girly, but you like want to dive into somewhere, I would say go to Peacock. They've released the first four episodes of season five, 
and I think that you can watch it like truly without any context. Uh, if you don't know, Miami was on years ago. It got canceled. It came back last year as like a Peacock exclusive, which I actually think is good. And to me, who doesn't watch live TV or like Bravo anymore on the TV, it makes no difference to me what's on Bravo versus what's on Peacock. But I definitely recommend watching them. It's so fun. I think the good thing about this season of Miami is that you can really just jump in and that none of the feuds are like have a lot of history between them, if that makes sense. So you really don't need almost any backstory. Um, Miami is nice because they all have like pretty interesting personal lives. And a lot of the drama actually comes from their like own personal lives, which I like. And then the fights are pretty surface level. And this season, one of the women gets like really publicly cheated on and dumped. But for the first four to five episodes of the show, they're still together. And all she's doing is talking about how incredible he is. And she loves him so much. And what they they catch him on a hot mic. It's truly insane. The way it's edited is so fucking good. What's up with Adriana's hair? What's up with Adriana in general? Can we I just need to quickly discuss this. So Adriana is a beautiful, beautiful woman. She was involved in like the first iteration of this. She had this dark, beautiful hair. She's like artistic, this beautiful sense of style. Now she dresses like JLo exclusively. Like she's full in her like Instagram thought era. Like and it it's not cute. And she has blonde hair. She looks so generic in a way that she never did. And I really I don't understand what she's going for. It really is I, like every time she's on screen, I'm like, oh, is that Adriana? Like, it's hard for me to even recognize her sometimes because she just looks so generic and she never looked that way in the before times. So yes, Real Housewives Miami, if you are a Housewives girly, but you haven't caught up, just jump in with season five. If you're not a Housewife girly, but you want to watch something, it just is too overwhelming to get into Housewives, which it is because there are too many episodes. Just start here. Okay, let's talk about Teen Mom. Um, I'm going to do a next chapter episode today. I saw that next week is the finale, which is surprising. <laughs> I'm like, how many episodes have we done? How can we be at the finale already? But I guess they have that um, Teen Mom family reunion in the can, and they probably want to pump that out. I guess we'll get next chapter reunion episodes well, can't think of anything worse. I do think next week, because I'm going out, I'm actually out of town for the rest of the year, basically, on the weekends. This upcoming week, I'm going to Virginia for a quick trip. So I'm going to record that um, on Thursday. And so I think I'll just do like the finale of next chapter. Then I'll do like a throwback episode. And then I'm going to be off the last week. In December, I'm going to Seattle um, Christmas Eve through New Year's. I'm looking forward to it. I haven't seen my nephew in a while. It's definitely going to be nice. Um, but so, yeah, I think I'll do like next chapter, the finale next week, and it will probably be a shortish, shortish episode and then find some time to record another throwback episode. Definitely want to do more of OG. I really liked last week's episode. I think a lot of you did, too, from what I hear. So, yeah, that's kind of like the sketch of Feathers in My Hair throughout the rest of the year. It's at that time. I can't believe we're like at that time where I'm talking about next year. It really doesn't feel that way. But here we are. Okay. Um, there's been some drama online this week, but it's been between Leah and Jalen. And so I figure 
it makes sense to talk about it in the context of the show, like, because it it's about what happens on the show. So I guess I'll just start with Leah. Okay. <laughs> First of all, somebody tweeted me and said, do you think they left in that end scene only because Leah and Jalen have broken up? And I was like, oh, I don't know. I haven't watched the episode yet. I'll, I'll let you know. Like, being like, I don't know. We'll see. Yes. As soon as I watched it, I was like, oh my God, that person was so right. They leave in a scene of Leah blasted. Like, Leah's so drunk. <laughs> Leah's so drunk in this scene, like picking a fight with Jalen at dinner. And it's so interesting watching, in my opinion, watching them, them as an MTV edit this proposal. Because in this episode, they get engaged. I was going to say they get proposed. <laughs> I'm very Amber. We're fiance now. But they get engaged. And usually on this show, when they get engaged, yay, we're so happy. It's the end of the episode. They never will include like a fight after the fact. But I think MTV is having this issue of like, how are we going to show the audience that they break up like a month after this? And in reality, it's because the breakup happened so suddenly. But like, and to, uh, to me as somebody who follows Leah, like in real time, it happened shockingly quickly, right? Like we were shocked at how quickly this happened. But I think especially for MTV's editors and you make this show like not around what people know in real time, you make the show to exist in its own world, basically. I think the show is like, we have to start leaving in some things so that the audience isn't just confused by them breaking up. I'm I'm still unsure about this NDA he supposedly had her sign. They do, in the preview for next week, they do show like the tabloid saying Jalen cheated. I guess she'll let us know if she signed the NDA next week. If she did that, I am not one of those people that's like, MTV should fire them. They should dock their pay. Like, people are always bitching about that. That is not me at all. I think MTV should give these girls $5 million a year, truly, because they have to have assholes like me talking about them. But there is there should be a clause in your reality television contract that says you are not allowed to sign an NDA with another person regarding events that have to do with the storyline of this show. That is crazy to me that somebody under contract for a reality television show about their life can then go and sign an NDA regarding the issues that are being filmed about. That's that's nutty. That doesn't make any fucking sense to me. Not it do, it just it doesn't mean anything. It Ah, MTV should punish Leah for that. (laughs) Okay, let's talk about Leah in her episode. Leah and Jalen are in Costa Rica. They are staying in a super cool, like, treehouse thing. I want to go there. When I saw that, I was like, (gasps) I want to go there. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That looked so cool. It was like a little bungalow. When they get there, it's nighttime. They have their own little private pool. They jump in fully clothed. Leah is like over the moon happy. It's actually sad. (laughs) It's honestly sad to watch this knowing what we know because Leah is so fucking happy in this episode. She is so happy. I don't remember the last time we like really saw Leah this happy. You know what I will say, though? 
I know social media like is fake. Please. I know social media is fake. That I, I'm not saying that because she looks good on social media, it means that she's good in her real life. I'm sure she's like sad. But by all accounts, Leah is still getting up, getting dressed, getting her shit together, moving through life. And I want to say like, I'm proud of her for that. And I know some of you are rolling your eyes, but like this is devastating what Leah went through. And yes, she moved too fast with this guy. Of course she did. As we're going to get to, she ignored some really confusing red flags that I'm not really sure why she ignored them. Like, Leah chose to move this fast, but I can't even imagine, like, the humiliation for just so many things. First of all, just, like, the devastation. She thought she found her life partner. She was talking about getting pregnant. She apparently was off birth control and they were like trying for a baby Mm, off birth control. (laughs) Leah's never been on birth control one minute of her life. (laughs) Oh, Just kidding. I think there was a couple times that they talked about it on the show, but we know. Remember when she was with, was this when she was having sex with Jeremy or Jason? Or when she was with Jason, when she said she wasn't on the pill and if like she needed to she just took plan b like she took plan b as needed (laughs) classic leah (laughs) but leah the way they were talking about it the last her last episode she was trying they were trying for a baby and like she was like it would be awesome if we conceived in costa rica so i can't imagine one how devastating it is like getting dumped fucking sucks and maybe she technically dumped him but like Does it matter if you're the dumper, if it's because that person's cheating on you? You know, like, you're basically the dumped. You just have to be the one that, like, calls it. Um, Getting dumped is devastating, clearly. Clearly, it's devastating. Uh, And just, like, the humiliation factor, I would have to delete my social media if I was her. I would have deactivated all of my social media. I would have been so fucking embarrassed. At the same time, though, I guess I can't wrap my head around not having like a level of shame because I'm not a reality TV star. And actually, it's like probably good that Leah doesn't feel shame because about this in a way that she's like deactivating your social media because it's actually probably not good that my instinct is like, you should be so fucking embarrassed. You should never leave your home. (laughs) It's really like... I am so (laughs) shame-based, which I know kind of sounds crazy because I talk about so much stuff on here. But as I've said in the past, like, everything I talk about is in the past. Um, I don't talk about, like, my current stuff and, like, current stuff that's going on because I'm, like, such a shame-based person. And it's not good to live in shame. And I'm not saying people should live in shame. I think that's just like how I am. And so it's hard for me personally to imagine being humiliated on a national level the way that Leah was and still bopping about, you know, post my Instagram pics. <laughs> like, I just I really can't imagine it. I would be I would just be devastated. I'd be humiliated. And I just want to say, like, props to Leah for getting up and keeping on. And maybe this is where like spending all of your formative years on TV helps. Oh my God. I can't believe I didn't open talking about kale. <laughs> okay, hold on. Er, record scratch. Er, 
er, we're backing up from Leah. Oh my God. I cannot believe that I forgot to talk about this. I'm really sorry, guys. <laughs> Pretend like the episode just started and let's talk about the fact that Kale had a baby last week. Yep, you heard that right. If you're not online, Kale had a baby last week. Now, I have not posted about it on my Instagram because we are still in the did she or like she has not confirmed that this baby happened. If you do not know, Kale has been supposedly pregnant for obviously the last nine months. There have been pictures of her looking pregnant. Um, At one point, Chris had kind of posted insinuating that she was pregnant. I don't think he said it flat out, but he basically said she's pregnant. Um, And I personally haven't really been engaging with it that much because there's just not a lot to say, right? Like, I personally am like, okay, like she's either fat or she's pregnant. What What is there to talk about? I think I've repeatedly said that I've been agnostic to it. I would never say that Kale's not pregnant, right? Like I'm not an idiot. Like there was a good possibility she was pregnant. I just was like, she's either going to have a baby or she's not. Every four days on Reddit is a post of like Kale's body, like dissecting if she's pregnant or not. And it's just like, there's just, there's nothing to say. There is nothing to say. Eventually, we are going to see her with a baby or we're not going to see her with a baby. And so I thought about posting some of this new stuff on my Instagram. And then I was like, I don't know. It's still it's still not confirmed. And I've posted the speculation and I've talked about the speculation. And like the more I just I'm not sure how for I just I don't know. I don't know. I just like try. Sometimes I'm like, I don't I don't know if it even makes sense for me to post about that. And I think I'm still in that place. But I'm 99.9% sure that Kale had a baby. So a couple weeks ago, two weeks ago now, uh, somebody posted that Kale was taking time off the Baby Mama No Drama podcast. Okay, not a huge deal, right? Whatever. She posted that she got her nails taken off. Not a huge deal. But Okay. Then she goes, I mean, she doesn't ever really go offline, but last week or like a few days ago, she posts a story to her Instagram in which she's talking to Lux and in the background, you can clear, you can hear what very much sounds like a baby cooing. Like it, it could be something else. Somebody was like, it might just be her body moving on a leather chair. And I was like, yeah, maybe. <laughs> like It could be that, but it very, very much sounds like a baby cooing. I guess I'll post that on Instagram so that you don't have to go into like the depths of Reddit to try and find that. Uh, as a little companion piece to this episode, I'll say. I'll post it. And that was when I was like, okay, she had that baby. She had the baby. Um, then she posted this rant, like screaming into her phone like she's doing an Instagram story. First of all, she used the word somebody counted. She used the word y'all 18 times in like a two minute rant. She sounds so stupid. (laughs) I'm sorry. There is nothing more unnatural than somebody who did not grow up saying y'all repeatedly saying y'all. And I know Kale did not grow up saying y'all. I know that for a fact. And it's why like I'm trying really hard to remove hey guys from my language. It's a slow going process. It's really not happening. And I've had so many people be like, just say y'all. And I'm like, I will never say y'all. I don't know how to like, 
express to you how unnatural y'all is coming from my mouth. It's just, it's not part of my lexicon. And it was not part of Kale's lexicon. Now it is, you know. But she says it 18 times in this two-minute rant. And basically, she's like, you all begged me to quit the show. I did quit the show. And now you're so fucking obsessed with me. You won't stop posting about me. You won't stop, like, trying to figure out timelines. My friend sent me a timeline. That's not even true. She mentioned timelines multiple times. And that, to me, was, like, the big giveaway. Because, like, if you aren't, if you didn't have a baby four days before you post this rant, why would you care about people like creating timelines? We've always done that about Kale, right? Like that's always been the thing. She also goes, nobody, nobody gets obsessed with as much as this. I'm the only person that's treated this way. And it's like, girl, have you met Janelle Evans? Hello, you're the only one that gets treated this way. There's some bitch online that like knows what Janelle is doing right now who is like saving every single thing that Janelle's ever posts, like make a complete timeline of her life. Like, are you kidding me? You're the only one that people like obsess with over this. That's not true. That's not true at all. And that's just in the team mom world. Plenty of other reality TV stars get treated this way. Now, is it right? No, of course it's not right. I shouldn't have this podcast. It's unethical. Of course, I know that. We all know that. But it's the truth. And like why she's pretending like that's not the truth, I I don't know. But her mentioning timeline multiple times is what really I was like, oh, my God, it's so obvious she had this baby. She's just ranting and raving. Then two days ago, maybe she posted a picture of her in her car with Lux. And like you can clearly see an infant uh, like car seat base, which she did not have in her car before. It's just very obvious that she had a baby. Um, why she is... Well, actually, let's first talk about who the father of this baby is. We don't know. Uh, she has had that boyfriend, Elijah, for about nine months. He moved in in March, apparently. But I think what she was, like, screaming about with Timeline is people are questioning because she was with that guy, Malik, who was never on the show. But she was with that guy, Malik, Um like up until she was with Elijah, basically. And like, according to Malik, they were still messing around like early this year. So the the timeline to fans is messy. But just because it's messy to us doesn't mean it's actually messy to Kale, right? Like, that's the thing that I want people to remember. Like, just because we think the baby daddy, like, paternity or the paternity situation is messy doesn't mean it actually is. We don't actually know what's going on. But I personally, I personally would not be shocked if this was Chris's baby. That's how I felt this whole time. I mean, Chris and Kale fuck. Chris and Kale fuck without condoms. I, why wouldn't she have another one of his babies? You know, why wouldn't she do that? If it's not Chris, I would that there's a good chance it's Elijah's, uh, not Malik's, because I think if it was Malik's, she would not have kept it, uh, which, I mean, I, I don't know. She had, well, she has had an abortion before, but it was like forced by her mom, her first pregnancy. Uh, it's not that she wouldn't get in a, like, it's not that in the past she didn't get an abortion, right? Like we know that she had one scheduled for Creed and she didn't go through with it. But I 
think that she is not interested in having a baby with someone that she does not want a relationship with. And even though her and Chris were like going through it when she was pregnant with Lux and when she was pregnant with Creed, she still wanted to be with Chris, right? Like she wanted to be with him and she does not seem to want to be with this Malik guy. So I don't think she would have a baby with him. But this Elijah guy, I guess, lives with her. They've been together for a little bit of time now. I mean, less than a year, but a little bit of time. And I think that best bets is Elijah. Now, could it be Javi's? Sure. I guess. I guess it could be Javi's. (laughs) Like, there And I don't want people to think I'm, like, slut-shaming Kale here because I don't give a fuck. Like, as far as who... Like, Kale could fuck five guys in one month. I don't care. Why would I care? She's single as far as, like, I know where she was. I don't care how many guys she's having sex with. And people will be like, but it's gross that she had unprotected sex. Sure. I get. Like, yeah, but what does that have to do with me? I don't care if people have unprotected sex. It doesn't have shit to do with me. You know, like, that... That that doesn't make me judge somebody's character. I'm sorry. It just doesn't. Is it a dumb decision because of STIs? Yeah, you're making a dumb decision. But I, for me, that's not really like, I just don't care to judge people for that. It's just not part of my like judgment. Now, is having a fourth baby dad and a fifth child worth judging? Yeah, of course. It's wild. It's wild that she would do that. Um, I think it's probably a boy which I think is probably a reason that she's not telling people. And that's a big question, right? Like, why did she keep this a secret? Um, I don't know. I will say that this is truly like the best example of damned if you do, damned if you don't, that I have ever seen when it comes to the Team Mom fandom. Because all people say about Kale, shut the fuck up. Stop talking about your life. All you do is talk about yourself. You put everything out there. You're such an attention seeker, blah, blah, blah. It's all they say about her. So she leaves the show and she doesn't post an entire pregnancy and baby. These same people are saying you're an attention seeker. The reason that you're not posting this is because you want us to guess. You want us to be speculating. You want us to be talking about you. You. You want us to be doing that. And if you didn't want us to be talking about you, you would just announce it. What? Then people are like, she's just trying to be like Kylie Jenner. Once again, like, I I don't think so. <laughs> that, I don't think so. I think that this is very related to what I was talking about with Leah. It's just shame. It's just like shame-based. I think that there's, uh, like, I just think that she knows. She knows that it is humiliating to be in this situation. She knows that it's humiliating to have another baby with a different guy. It just is. It's not right. Like, I'm not saying that as a value judgment. It's just fucking reality, right? Like, we know for a fact that that is people judge for that. Um, It's messy. And I think she just doesn't want to hear it. And I think not being on Teen Mom, I wonder if she knew she was pregnant when she quit Teen Mom. And that was like, yeah, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. I also saw somebody be like, maybe she'll come back next season and that's when she'll announce the baby. Maybe. I wouldn't be shocked. They would let her come back. Are you kidding me? I saw people be like, they didn't ask her to be on next chapter. Use your fucking head. Use your goddamn head. On what planet would they not ask Kale to be on Teen Mom next chapter? That doesn't make any fucking sense. They asked everybody. 
to be on Team Mom Next Chapter. People are like, well, she wasn't really willing to film her personal life, so they probably didn't ask her to be on it. On what planet? On what planet? There is no way that they were like, yeah, Macy, come on in, Kale. We're just not interested. (laughs) So stupid. Oh, gosh. So, yes, I kind of think this baby's a boy. I think we'll probably hear soonish. She'll announce it soonish. Um, I think she's just embarrassed. And I, I, I'm very ready for her to announce who it is. I'm curious how she'll talk about the father, if she'll even tell us who the father is. Maybe she'll never tell us who the father is. Although she's with Elijah and it's not Elijah's baby, that might be even messier and more complicated. So we will see. Yeah. I don't, I don't know, man. I think that I am like now firmly in the belief that Kale had a baby, 100%. I will be absolutely shocked if she did not have a baby. Now it's just like, when's she going to announce it? Okay, we have to take a quick break and then we'll get back to Leah. <laughs> okay, so we're back to Leah. I don't remember what I was saying before I stopped. <laughs> but Leah is in Costa Rica and... <laughs> They're sitting, they're eating breakfast, and she goes, do you remember the last time we came here? Or the first time we came here? Leah, it was one year ago. Yeah, yeah, he remembers. She's talking like it was 25 years ago. (laughs) We have a yoga lesson, and then we get this scene of Jalen presenting Leah with some paper, and we're to understand, and Leah says that it is the deed of their house. Because remember, she was not on the deed of the house. It's a really quick scene. There's not really a lot of explanation. It's confusing. And then we're like on to the next. But this is what Leah had to say about it. This doesn't have anything to do with why we broke up, but the deed scene was BS as well. He made up a fake document to get my real on-camera happy reaction and had me believing I was on the deed until we got home and I learned otherwise. Hashtag publicity son. Hashtag fuck out of here. Okay, first of all, that doesn't have anything to do with why you broke up. Girl, what? What? I saw some people be like, maybe she's just saying that because of the NDA says that she can't talk about why they broke up. I don't know. I don't I I don't think so. I think she's being genuine. I think that this has nothing to do with why she broke up. And I think that she's not smart enough to realize that that makes her sound really dumb. <laughs> like, girl, girl, that should be why you broke up. What are you talking about? It also just like doesn't make sense. Like, did you sign the deed? Apparently, in some states, you don't have to sign a deed. Um, You definitely have to sign the deed in Pennsylvania because we make deeds at my work and I notarize deeds. Like, that's definitely a thing. Um, It's definitely a thing in Florida that people sign the deeds because they have to be notarized. Well, maybe not definitely. I'm like 92% sure. It's been a while since I worked in Florida. But like, you most of the time you sign deeds and I like very recently uh, notarized the deed that was like a like putting somebody like transferring I mean it's a quick claim deed like transferring the title from one person to the other and they both signed it (laughs) like they both had to sign it so I I don't really understand why Leah wasn't asking questions and why she would then go back and be like 
this isn't why we broke up because Leah Gurley, it just doesn't make you look good. So there's some other stuff that she tweeted about and Jalen responded. So let me pull that up. Okay, this is what he tweeted. So I've been doing everything I can as a man to move forward and focus on myself so that I can be a better man at the end of the day. I'm not trying to go after nobody or hurt no one. I did add you to the deed. You know that when we got back, they called me and told me why you couldn't be added to the deed. They kept, they kept, they keep call records. We had that conversation together and had not yet been recorded for the reason you couldn't be added. He has recorded in quotes. I'm pretty sure he means like the deed recorded. It's a little confusing because we're also talking about them filming, but I'm pretty sure he means he had added her to the deed but it couldn't actually, the deed couldn't get recorded. So like I could make a deed right now, we could both sign it, but it doesn't mean anything unless it's recorded with the county. Uh, He says, for the reason why you couldn't be added. Then the next tweet says, because it would go into a lien. But they didn't know that when I initially went there to add you and get a hard copy to show you because I wanted something else to gift you, that we are going to be on it together. It still had to be recorded and that's where they see personal that's where they see personal. I don't know what that means. Also, she doesn't have to be present for me to add her to the deed as the primary holder. I just want everyone to know that I'm in a place where I don't consider myself a perfect man. And I know I got to work. I got work to do and that's okay. But I never did that to you. I encourage you to call the attorney and ask them everything Jalen Mobley tried to do to get you on that deed. I don't know why he's talking about himself in the third person. (laughs) Uh, Then he addresses something else that I'm going to get into in a minute. Uh, Okay, so I believe Jalen here now. Do I think that Jalen is shady? Yes, but I personally think Jalen is a clout chaser. I don't think Jalen's like a financial hustler. By all accounts, Jalen works. He's had a career since before he met Leah. He has his career now. I don't really see like... I don't see him as a financial hustler. I mean, I guess I could definitely be proven wrong, right? Like, I kind of thought he wanted to be with Leah, and I was wrong about that. Um, but I, to me, he's more of a Javi. Like, Javi's not out here stealing from Kale, right? Like, he just wants attention. And I really think that that's what Jalen is like. And we know that Leah has a tax lien, a very big tax lien against her. Isn't it like a million dollars or $500,000, something like that? So I can believe, I mean, I don't really know about the person doesn't have to be there to make them a primary, like, holder on the deed. That sounds crazy to me. So you could just, like, pass a deed off onto somebody and then they're responsible for property taxes without you even telling them that. That doesn't make any sense to me. But it could be true. I don't know. Um, But I could believe, I guess, that he had the lawyers draw up a deed that was signed. And then when the lawyers were doing a little more due diligence and going to record it, the mortgage company told them they couldn't because of Leah's lien. I This is like really out of my knowledge. I'm not going to try and like deeply examine it because I just sound like Leah, honestly. <laughs> Unlike Leah, I know and I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. And I know I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about right here. I'm just saying, like, 
I personally don't think Jalen is a hustler when it comes to money. And we know that Leah had that huge lean. Now, I, and I could believe that he like was trying to get her added to the deed, but he wanted that piece of paper to film because he is a like clout chaser, right? And showing Leah on camera that he was giving her this deed is what he wanted. Like he, I don't think he was trying to scam her. Basically, is what I'm saying. Um, Leah's wild. <laughs> yeah, from the beginning, this house stuff has been so wild. Leah is just letting herself get taken advantage of. Or not even taken advantage of, just look stupid. Okay, this is what Leah says in response. So yes, he said he was trying to get me on the deed after we made it back home from Costa Rica. But but while we were there, he made it seem on camera as though he was as though it was already complete and done. I take full responsibility for believing that because I even asked, "Don't I have to be present?" And he said, "No, because I'm the sole owner. It's the lying. Why even make a part of filming? Why not say I'm trying to get your name on the deed instead? Why even film with my dad? Not once. That's that has to do with what we're going to talk about a little bit." Um. So, yeah, that like, I think that's the truth, right? That Leah's saying there. But I also think that Leah like wanted us when she did that first tweet to think that Jalen was trying to like scam her out of money. Like, I think that was very intentional on her part. And I don't know, is she going to address the lien? Like, is this house solely in her name? I have questions currently. Can this house get solely be put in her name? Can this house be put in her name at all? Or are they going to come take it? Because can they come after your house if you're not on a payment plan and you have a tax lien? I don't know. This is all like above my understanding of finances and the IRS and assets because that's simply not for me. But I do think Leah wants us to think Jalen is scamming financially. And I, to me, that just doesn't line up. And I think that Jalen is being honest that he just like wanted to give her a piece of paper on camera. But I also think Leah's right that he just wanted to do it on camera to make himself look good. And like that, that's the truth. I think Jalen lies. Like I think he lies a lot. And I think that Leah just isn't really smart enough to like explain to people what she's trying to get across. And I think she's trying to be like coy and it it's just not working for her. You know, it's just not working for her because she can't get on and be like, he's lying about the deed because he's not really lying about the deed. But what she's mad about is him lying on camera. And that's what she should stick to. Right? Like, that's that's where she should stick to. So back to the show. It is later that day. They're going out to dinner. He's wearing that terrible, terrible outfit. And Leah's so drunk. <laughs> Leah's so drunk this whole time there in Costa Rica. And I don't mean that as, like, an attack on Leah. It's just funny because she's blasted. Also, like, where is the person that was taking their picture? They're not on camera. They're not on camera, I've noticed. So he proposes. She is sobbing, just absolutely sobbing, like, over the moon. And this is why I'm saying I'm, like, I feel really sad for her because it's so obvious, like, how happy she is and knowing what a fucking asshole he is makes this really fucking sad. They FaceTime the girls. Once again, Leah's so drunk and she's like holding up the ring and they're like, oh, are you getting married? (laughs) And she's like, I've always said I wanted to walk myself down the aisle. 
but I need to have my three girls do it. And they're like, okay. (laughs) So Leah and Joan go to dinner and they're talking about the engagement. She's like, who all was part of this? And he's like, I want to talk to Corey. She was like, oh, that's nice. And then he's like, and I talked to Lee and I got his blessing. And they give us a flashback of Lee and Jalen out to dinner. Lee is crying. But remember, like, Leah and Lee don't have a great relationship. I was, that was actually one of the more shocking parts of the book. Her book was like how much she doesn't like Lee because that was never really on camera when he was on camera a lot. I actually didn't, is he still with Don? I thought he and Don had not been together for a minute, but I don't know. Maybe he's still, maybe they're back together. Maybe he's still in her life. I don't really know. But Leah doesn't like this. And this is the scene that I absolutely think they would have cut out if if they were still together. I, I really do. Because I think MTV wants Leah to have the, like the happy ending story tale. Story tale? That's not fairy tale. Because let's be real. Like, I don't love that in a storyline. But most people do. It's why Chelsea's so fucking popular. Right? Like, people like that. And I think people love Leah. And they wanted to see Leah be happy. And I think that while many of us thought they were moving too fast and he was corny and whatever, I think people are happy for her and MTV would rather have that storyline. And I just don't think they would include like a sloppy fight. And I say sloppy because she's just very drunk in the scene in the proposal episode. Would we maybe get it in the next episode? Maybe. Maybe. I kind of think if they were still together, this wouldn't have been shown at all. This would have been on the cutting room floor because it doesn't it doesn't add to the like happily ever after narrative. But Leah says, you know, the only people you need approval from would be my daughters. You don't need permission. And she's kind of like laughing, but obviously mad. And Jalen's like, let's just focus on the moment. And Leah's no, Leah's not here for that. <laughs> she's like, what would what made you want Leah's permission? Is it tradition? And Leah's like, you just, you thought it was the tradition. And Jalen is saying, you know, I didn't think it was like about tradition. I just thought it was about respect. And he, he doesn't really have an explanation for it. I think he's surprised by this. It's, he seems surprised by it. And then Leah says, I just want you to know, like, you're the man. You don't have to, you're the man. Like, this is a very funny way to express this. I actually understand where Leah is coming from because I can't really imagine, like, a fiancé of mine going to my dad for permission. That would be very weird. I just, that's simply not for me. Um, Especially, like, if I had a really, like, hard relationship with my dad, I really can't imagine it. Um... But I also think I would have, like, made it very, very clear, although Leah does say online that she told Jalen that she didn't want him to go to Lee. So, yeah, I I think that she's mad about this. But I also kind of wonder, like, once again, like, why she's not picking up on these red flags, like why she's just straight up ignoring these red flags, like. She's making a lot of choices here. You know, I feel awful for her that she got played. Like, I really do. But she's making a lot of choices to ignore a lot of things. And it's showing that she's not learned, like, any lessons 
since we've seen her on the show when it comes to relationships. She's making the same mistakes in which she's just ignoring red flags and moving quickly because she wants to be married. She did it with every single guy that we've seen her date on this show. And, you know, she didn't end up engaged or married to Jason, but she was doing the same thing where she was ignoring red flags to move in with him and to move it to move it really fast and just like full speed running ahead instead of like stepping back. And Leah's in her 30s now, right? Or she's like turning 30. Like you got to start learning lessons. You have to. You have to stop repeating these same mistakes. So Jalen is like, you know, I get it. I get it. Like I get that it's important. And she's like, my relationship with my mom is important. I'm like, okay. Uh, Then... Then she pivots into saying that she wishes she had a dad to walk her down the aisle, but she just doesn't. And it's obvious that, like, she's drunk, right? And she's, like, tapping into stuff. And this is the second time that she's mentioning this tonight. I think it's a very sensitive subject to her. Clearly, she clearly hasn't, like, resolved these issues with not having a father in her life. And I can understand they're really hard issues to deal with. But it's just, it's a weird conversation that they're having. You know, like she's really, she's really laying it on thick for reasons to me as a viewer that don't make a ton of sense. And Joan's like, well, you know, everybody has their own traditions. (laughs) She's like, maybe you just don't understand because you love your family. And he's like, Jalen goes, stop. You're taking away from this moment. You're focusing. He goes, you're focusing on something that you like clearly wanted to get off your chest, but I just want you to stop. He's like, maybe I don't understand this, but like you're basically saying you're ruining the night, which I don't disagree with. Um, I think I think Leah asking who all involved with this, I think she was trying to pick the fight personally. Like, I think she was trying to get there. And once again, it's like, why, why were you running so full steam ahead if you're in a relationship where the night you get engaged, you're trying to pick fights about like family relationships? Like that's just, it doesn't speak well for itself, Leah. It really doesn't. (laughs) So this is what Leah had to say about all of that. This is what Jalen said first. Also, me asking Lee for his blessing happened twice, once in private and one on a golf course with nobody prior to her telling me she didn't want his blessing, and once pressed by MTV, but I didn't want it for a publicity stunt. They asked me during dinner because they knew this that it would stir the they asked me during dinner because they knew the stir it would cause. Also, I apologized about that on camera and said I was wrong. So why the need to try and humiliate someone who said he was wrong and understands his mistakes? And we both agreed that we overreacted. Okay. So this is what Leah says about that. She says, why even make it on camera? Okay. Why even film with my dad not once but twice when you asked me prior to doing it a second time? Was the first yes not good enough or did you just want to be in another episode? You didn't care to tell MTV no on specific scenes you didn't want to film. So them pressing you is again bullshit. Make it make sense. It's all bullshit but moving along now. Peace sign. And then she keeps hashtagging IYKY IYKYK if you know you know and it's like yeah Leah we know. I guess my thing is like, Leah, you know, you're on a reality TV show. You know that they make you film scenes. 
I don't know. She knew that he was like this the whole time. I mean, I'm here for her talking about him. I think it's very fun. He sucks. Jalen sucks. So the more she wants to go in on him, the more I'm having fun. Oh, and this is what Victoria has to say about it. Um, okay. She says, I never signed an NDA, but I do feel to an extent it's not my place to tell their story. My sister told hers and told the extent of what she's allowed to say, but Jalen has not. And that is the problem, but more so his problem and should be his story to tell the truth. And even though he may not be ready and wants to continue manipulating the whole situation, I will say this, I'm on edge with that bullshit. But the truth is, in reality, his hidden secrets of manipulation and etc. aren't drowning anyone anymore than it is secretly drowning him, which is so sad. Uh, okay. She also said, first of all, I'm not a critic. I don't, she's responding to someone here. I'm a truthful asshole. To be honest, I'm sick of my sister getting bashed and shit talked when in reality she had every reason to leave him. She has been honest. He has not. He has chosen to play the victim card and trying to manipulate the internet just as much as he does to the people physically around him. The truth behind the breakup should be really told by Jalen, but considering what lays behind the truth, that probably won't ever happen. And honestly, this is so sad in time. People will learn the real truth behind Lee and Jalen breakup. The truth always comes to the surface. I will say those make it sound like she's calling him gay. <laughs> like, it's his story to tell. He's drowning in the truth. It will come out. But if it doesn't, it's because he's too scared for it to come out. She's really talking like he's gay. <laughs> I, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked. I, or I wouldn't be shocked if he was bi. Or I just, I wouldn't be shocked because it's so sudden. To me, it's uh, it seems like it had to be something pretty major. And I feel like Leah, if she found him talking to another guy, that would be pretty major. I don't know. I don't think those tweets that he did were like trying to really make himself sound like a victim. I like, I don't blame him for trying to explain the situation, especially if he's on TV. But I also think he's better off just like, Shutting his mouth. You know, you fucked up, Jalen. You fucked up and MTV is going to make you look bad because you are bad. Or you might not be bad, but you made really bad decisions and you humiliated somebody who happens to be on television and you happen to do it on camera. So you have to deal with that. That's your cross to bury. To bury. <laughs> That's your cross to carry. And it's all a direct result of your choices. So maybe just don't tweet. You know, maybe just don't tweet. But I would also say to Leah, like, if you're not going to say everything, then don't say anything is kind of how I feel. So that's where Leah is. Ugh. They break up next episode on the finale. So I guess bye, Jalen. <laughs> All right. I'm only going to quickly touch on Cheyenne because it was she was in both episodes and nothing happened. Absolutely nothing. She's stressed about planning the wedding and she didn't get a ring for uh, Zach. So she has to go get one and she does. And that's it. <laughs> Cheyenne's getting so much screen time this season. I feel like she's in every single episode. And I guess it's because the wedding's going to be the finale and they want to have a big build up to the wedding. But Ashley wasn't in either of these episodes, which is really surprising to me, like really surprising to me. And Cheyenne is in both these episodes not doing a single thing and Ashley's barely getting any screen time. 
Jade was also in both episodes. The first one is just about her, Chloe, not eating enough at school. Here's the funny thing. Jade is really boring for TV now. And Jade is probably in a good place in her life. (laughs) And I don't really care to watch her and Sean be in a good place. And that makes me a bad person. I'm aware, but it's just the truth. Like, I in the second episode, she's fighting with her mom a little bit. And that's fun. You know, like, that's what I like. But just the minutia of her day to day is really not worth watching. So in the second episode, it's Chloe's party, but she's not sure if she wants to invite her mom. Um, She's talking with Chow about it. And it's really funny. She's like, you know, I'm just trying to, like, meet my mom where she is. You know how there's, like, gentle parenting? I'm trying to gentle daughter. (laughs) She does say Chrissy stopped doing drugs. So that's good. Right. That's good. Uh, But she does end up seeing her. So Chrissy and Jade and Chloe all go out for dinner. And there is a funny moment where Chrissy goes, so I have something to tell you. And Jade goes, you're pregnant. (laughs) But Chrissy has gotten a job offer, which is really good. I don't know if Chrissy's like ever really had jobs. She doesn't strike me as somebody who has. And Jade is like happy with the dinner. So she invites her to Chloe's birthday party, which is just her family at a restaurant. Everybody's being really loud. And Jade's anxiety is high. Like Jade's in sensory overload and focusing in on her mom. Her mom makes a joke about like ordering alcohol. And Jade's like, we don't need any alcohol. And Chrissy's like, well, why can't I have alcohol? And they kind of start going back and forth. And Jade's like, just please be quiet. You're being so loud. And she's like, why are you only coming at me? And Chrissy's just such a bitch. She's so awful. There's this weird back and forth. We were talking about the wedding and Jade is like, well, I'm just not sure what to do about the ring bearer because I'm not sure who I want to pick. And Chrissy starts going about Jade's brother, who I, I mean, I think that's who she's talking about. Do we know Jade had a brother? Have we ever seen Jade's brother? Maybe she's talking about Sean. I don't know. But she's talking about a nephew. And she's like, it has to be your nephew. And Jade's like, well, I mean, I have a bunch of nephews and kind of like pointing to the people at the table. And her mom goes, those aren't your nephews. They're your cousins because they're her cousin's kids. And she's like, mom, what are you doing? And I like, I can't imagine being Jade and having Chrissy as a mom. Chrissy just picks and picks and picks. And it's truly the worst. And after the fact, Jade does kind of, like, reflect that she was overreacting, but I think it just goes, she's just, like, saying that I need, I need to, like, understand that my mom is always going to do this to me, so I need to interact with her in a better situation. And she's like, and that's probably outside, so her loudness doesn't bother me. (laughs) Okay, let's talk about Kate. And this, their episode is about Tyler. His anxiety is really bad. He's not sleeping. And he says that if he's having trauma or if he's having anxiety, like it's for a reason and he needs to figure it out. And I'm like, well, I don't know if that's true necessarily. Anxiety is not a rational thought. Like there doesn't have to be like reasons for you to have anxiety. But okay. Uh, He is realizing, like, he needs to focus on trauma. He said the CBT therapy was good, but it didn't really get into his, like, deep issues, which is true. That's not really what CBT is about. Uh, CBT is more about, like, thoughts and actions and not so much your 
trauma. And I think he was correct with that. But he decides he wants to do the ketamine treatment again, which I forgot about that he did that. And once again, I'm a little confused about the ketamine of it all. Um, I remember feeling this way back when they first talked about it. And Tyler doesn't, from my understanding of what ketamine is for, Tyler doesn't meet like the normal diagnostic criteria for being treated with ketamine. Ketamine is for, from my understanding, people with medication-resistant depression. That means that you have severe depression and you have tried multiple medicines and nothing helps. Uh, One of my friends right now is like in the final process of getting her insurance to approve it. I really hope it works for her, that she gets approved, and that it works for her because she has resistant, uh, medical resistant resistant treatment resistant is what I'm trying to say she is treatment resistant depression and Tyler doesn't have that because Tyler doesn't take medicine right like Tyler won't take SSRIs or other types of medicine which is fine it's his choice but I'm kind of surprised I mean I guess because he's paying out of pocket when you pay out of pocket you get access to a lot of services. But it's just, if ketamine helps him, then so be it. But like the stuff that he says he's experiencing doesn't sound to me like what I have read ketamine is for, like ketamine for treatment of mental health. So it's a little confusing to me. Uh, I also feel like it feels, honestly, it feels like a symptom of his bipolar disorder. If you'll remember, Tyler's been diagnosed with bipolar 2. He doesn't take medicine for it. And he does this thing in which he seems to really go to extremes. And I think that's probably part of his bipolar disorder. And I think this ketamine thing is because it's like instead of like getting on meds, going to therapy and seeing if that works, it's like jumping to like this most like this crazy form of treatment. Ketamine's not crazy. I hope you understand. Like this most extreme form of treatment instead of like taking the traditional paths. I think it's like a manifestation of his like need to do extreme things, which I think is a manifestation of his bipolar disorder. Um, We get a scene of him talking to a doctor on Skype. I guess it's the ketamine doctor. And they're talking about, you know, his childhood sexual abuse. And the doctor's asking him to imagine the first time he felt this anxiety he's feeling and Tyler gets really upset. It's actually, it's really sad to watch. I really feel for Tyler in this. I'm just, once again, I'm like not so sure about the treatment that he's doing. I'm not so sure about the fact that he just like is hopping on Skype and they're immediately like going to memories of like the when he felt at his lowest as a child, basically. That's like really intense work to do and puts people in a really vulnerable state and Tyler just doing that and then like the session's over like I don't I don't know I'm like did usually you do that like in coordination with other things so that you can handle it and I'm a little worried that he's just like randomly working with this doctor every once in a while and when he does he's like getting into really really serious trauma and then he doesn't have the skills the coping skills and the ability to then deal with what bringing up that trauma does. I, 
you know, I'm I'm skeptical of any doctor that's willing to like do a session on TV. <laughs> when it comes down to it, I'm I'm pretty skeptical of that, and I'm skeptical of somebody who is giving ketamine treatments to somebody who has never taken antidepressants or has taken the correct medication for somebody with bipolar disorder. I'm skeptical of that. Uh, but I do appreciate Tyler talking about this. I think men talking about, I think anybody talking about childhood sexual abuse on camera is very brave. I think a man is very brave to do it because the very few people who do talk about it are usually women. It's very rare for men to talk about their childhood sexual abuse. And so I mean, props to Tyler, and I think Tyler does want to get better. Like, obviously, I really think he wants to get better. And it's it's an interesting storyline, I guess, watching someone work through that. So he's going to go to California for a four-day treatment, which is like, okay. <laughs> is that a okay? Like, I can't you just get a therapist near you and a psychiatrist near you? It's kind of like Kate with the treatment. It's like, there are people in Michigan that can help. <laughs> okay, so Amber is leaving California. I didn't realize like how huge that Airbnb she got was. It was ginormous. Uh, James is coming to Indiana in the next month, and she's being driven to the airport by a producer, but she's sitting there in a minivan, and she's sitting in the back like she's being driven around in an Uber, which I, I just found very weird. <laughs> I'm like, that person is not your Uber driver. <laughs> She's crying. She's so upset. Uh, I don't know, man. The way Amber talks about James is just very bizarre. She's like, you know, James, he really smiled because I said, buddy, if I had it my way, I'd see you every day. And it's like, yeah, because he's four. She doesn't. I don't know. I I judging the way Amber is with James is hard because we don't see it on camera right? Like we don't see it. And we really only know what Amber is telling us. We know very little about James's life. We know very little about how Amber interacts with him. We actually know very little about like how much she engages in her custody in general. So I always feel though that Amber is only talking about herself and not really talking about James. And it's about her feelings and not really about James's feelings. And I don't know if Amber's really capable of thinking about other people's feelings before hers. I I don't think she really has that ability. So she gets home and she goes over to Gary's and they're having dinner and you know, they're like, how did it go? And she's like, it went well. And Leah goes, why didn't you call us? And Amber goes, okay, seriously, I don't need you doing that like your father trying to make me feel bad about not calling you. I was like, holy shit. Leah just was like, why didn't you FaceTime us? And Amber was like, stop making me feel bad and really said it in a very harsh tone. That was not great. I was like, ooh. I couldn't believe that Gary or Christina didn't step in and was like, she just wanted to see James. Uh, it was not, I didn't like it. I did not like the way that Amber spoke to her. They talk a little bit about the logistics of it. Amber pays for her travel to California and everything involved. And when they come to Indiana, which is the next visit in like four weeks or something, she pays for half of their travel. And she goes, but it's cheaper because Andrew doesn't need to get an Airbnb because James can just come and stay with me. And I'm like, well, you probably also don't need to get an Airbnb, you know, like you can get a hotel room. 
you can probably get a smaller Airbnb. <laughs> like, I'm not sure you need to spend the amount of money that you're spending. Also, she, like, doesn't, it, it might just be that MTV's not showing it, but, like, I want to hear, like, what was it like to be unsupervised with James? Like, how did it feel? Was it overwhelming? Like, did you do, like, did it feel natural? Was it a lot? Are you happy to continue this? It just, it's never about James and, like, the actual act of mothering, in my opinion. So after they eat, Gary and Amber go back outside to talk, just the two of them. And she's like, you know, I just thought that, like, with Andrew, he would want to be like we are. And, girl, why do you think that? You haven't had a relationship with Andrew in years at this point. In fact, your relationship has been extremely volatile the whole time. And that includes when you were beating him, when you were with him. But then also, like, how acrimonious the custody hearings were. I'm not really sure why Amber thinks that her and Andrew are just going to have this relationship now. And I kind of think it's like very much the talk of an abuser. Um, You know, she keeps saying to Gary, like, I don't know why it can't be like us, like basically being like, he needs to forgive me the way that you did. And I look, I don't like Andrew, as I've said a million times, but Amber beat Andrew. He does not have to have a nice co-parenting relationship with her. He doesn't. They don't have to spend time together. They have to have a civil relationship, right, where they talk through the Family Wizard app. But he doesn't need to be there hanging out with Amber. Like, they just got out of a restraining order, a, like, two-plus-year restraining order. And Amber doesn't seem to get that at all. She's just, like, truly confused as to why Andrew doesn't want to have this relationship. She's like, I don't really know. Like, she seems to have no idea why Andrew could be mad (laughs) and not interested in playing house with Amber. I kind of think Amber wants to get back with Andrew. Maybe not consciously, but like, I think she's like, well, that would make it easier. (laughs) Uh, Amber tells Gary that she's extremely depressed, the most depressed she's ever been. She's trying not to let Leah see it, but, you know, she probably is. And she goes, I'm going to have a good relationship with my kids no matter what, because I'm a fucking mother and I fight for my children. Do you? Do you? Do you fight for them? I'm not so sure I believe you. I wish Andrew would let James film. Is it bad for James to film? Yes. But I really am interested in seeing Amber and how she interacts with him. Because she has never really parented a small child. I mean, I guess the first year of Leah's life and the first year of James's life, she lived with them. But then by the time Leah was like two, Amber had lost custody. And uh, James was only a little over a year when she lost custody of him. So... I don't know, like, how much interaction she's ever really had with, like, toddlers and little kids. I'd be curious to see that. Okay, let's bring it on home with Brie, who had some really weird (laughs) storylines. So, in the first episode, 
Bree's friend comes over and Bree lets her know that she wants to break up with Bobby. Basically being like, my mental health is really bad right now. And I just don't think I can be in a relationship. So I'm going to tell her I want, I'm going to tell him I want some space. And I'm like, okay, that was kind of fast. Uh, you were just with him, but okay, sure. You want some space. You don't want to be with Bobby. Better, better now than in two years, right? So she decides, she's like, I just need alone time. And it's a few weeks later and she's talking to her friend again. And she's like, you know, I haven't heard from Bobby in three weeks. And I'm like, but because you broke up with him, right? Didn't, didn't she break up with him? Isn't that what you told us that you were doing? And her friend's like, oh my God, that's so wild. And I'm like, is it? <laughs> and Bree says, so I hit him up and he told me he's in Florida because I'm assuming he already had a Florida trip planned is what they kind of make it sound like. And so he just came and Shay was like, her franchise is like, what? What? That is so fucking weird. Why would he not tell you he's in Florida? And I'm like, because Brie broke up with him. I think what's happening here, and it's very funny. I think Bobby may actually have a shit together to a certain extent. I mean, did he lose his job for getting with Brie? Yes, sure. But as far, I mean, he's significantly older than Brie. I think he has way more experience in relationships than she does. And I think Bobby is not interested in playing games. And so what Brie thought was she would text him and be like, I don't want to be with you. I want space. And she thought that Bobby would be, I want to be with you. I want to be with you. I want to be with you. And like, keep going after her. And I think Bobby was like, okay, she wants space. I'll give her space. Because that's what you do when somebody asks you for space. I think that Brie was playing a game and Bobby called bluff. And Brie is truly shocked by it because I don't think she's ever had a guy, like, not play her games. And she's like, well, I think I'm going to ask him to, like, meet up. Because I'm just, like, really confused as to what's going on. And once again, I'm like, why are you confused? (laughs) She's like, you know, I asked for space, but I want him to text me. (laughs) Oh, my God. So they have a really awkward meetup, like a really awkward meetup. And they're kind of talking about the text. And Bobby's like, you know, I read that text for like three days. And I thought about replying, but like you said you wanted space. So like I'm giving you space. And Bree's like, you cannot blame all of this on me. And Bobby's like, I what? He's like, I'm not. (laughs) And she's like, I just need you to put an effort. And once again, Bobby's like, you asked me to give you space. And then Bree starts going on. Maybe I'm just asking for too much from the wrong person. What? (laughs) Bree. This was insane. This whole back and forth. Bobby, you can tell, is like, what the fuck is this girl talking about? And she's like, I just need a partner who's going to show up. Even if I want space, I want a partner that's going to show up. And she, he's like, okay. She goes, in my eyes, we're broken up. And I think Bobby is, in his eyes, you're broken up as well, which is why he's in Florida not letting you know he's there. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Okay, in the next episode, it's Nova's birthday, and we find out that Nova has not seen her dad in months, which was kind of surprising to me. I was like, oh, shit. 
really? Because it's been a long time since Devoyne has gone months without talking to Nova. You know, like that's Nova turns 11 in this. That's like six or seven year old Nova behavior. Like for the last few years, he at least even if he's not being a great dad, at least he shows up regularly, semi-regularly to go months. That's really not good. So Brie gets on FaceTime with Macy because every time there's a problem, we have to then go to another cast member to ask her her advice. And they're basically talking about how to like co-parent with an addict. And she, you know, he apparently, so in this time, Devoyne got on Instagram and said that he was addicted to gambling. And then Brie is like, what? And so she asks him, he says he is, he says he needs to go to rehab. And she's like, okay, then I hope you go get that support. And her and Macy just talk about this. Nothing really comes out of this conversation. But Brie wants to be there to support him. And so she calls him and she's like, hey, can we meet up tomorrow for coffee? And he's like, yeah, okay. And she's like, okay, sounds good. And the next day she goes, she's at the coffee place. She texts him. She's like, where are you? And he's like, oh, shit, I thought I texted you. Sorry, I had to work. And just full on stands her up, which is nuts. I mean, that's fucked up. That's fucked up to do to someone. So it's the next day. It, well, I don't know if it's the next day. It's Nova's party. And Devoin does come. And Lewis is there, too, I noticed. Roxanne and Devoin are talking outside. And Roxanne is like, something's not right here. You aren't coming around. This is weird. You haven't been like this in so long. And Devoin is acting real weird. Like the vibes are truly off in this. So then Rox and Brie are outside talking. And Rox is like, she's upset. She's like, you know, he is gambling away this money. It's not, it really, it's Nova's money. It should be going to Nova for support. He's out here dressed in ju- uh, juicy in Gucci shorts. He's gambling, but he's not giving his daughter any money, which is a very good point and totally understand why she's upset about it. And Bree's like, yeah, I, I really don't know what's going on. And Roxanne's like, you know, I've always supported him, but I'm done. I'm just feeling done. This is like too much for me. Then we get a scene of Roxanne talking to Devoin's mom. <laughs> so lots of Roxanne talking outside. And she's like, you know something's wrong with Devoin, right? And his mom is like, yeah, I know. He's not good. I keep telling him he needs to get it together. And Roxanne is just like, you know, I I want what's best for him. I'm really worried he needs to get help. And they like hug and they're like, we have to do what's best for Devoin. So they decide to go out to lunch. It's uh, Roxanne, Bree, and Brittany, and then Devoin's mom, Sharita, and his little sister, who's 14, who looks exactly like Nova. They are twins. It's so wild. So they're talking and everything is going okay. And then Devoin's mom brings up, she goes, you know, well, I was talking to Devoin and Devoin said that he makes plans to see Nova, but then you all canceled the last minute. And you really make it hard for him. And Roxanne is like, no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. That does not happen. And Roxanne is like, look, I just want Devoin to take some responsibility. We have been guiding his hand for many years, trying to make him a father, which is true. Have they always done a great job? No, of course not. But like the fact is Roxanne and Bree have always let him come around. Maybe not even in the best interest of Nova. 
You know, like they always let him come around. They let him dip in and out and they really do try and they don't do a perfect job. And Roxanne, I mean, got on that table and screamed at him and like threw the flower pot at him. And (laughs) it hasn't always been good, but they have always like allowed him to come into their home and see Nova. Always. Remember, they let him live on their couch for a little bit of time because he was homeless. Like, they're so far from perfect. They're so, 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 so far from perfect. But I think that they have done their best at helping Devoin. Sharita is basically just like, you've never made it easy. You just don't make it easy for him. And Bree is like, look, when we were young, we we made mistakes. You all made mistakes. We all made mistakes. We all could have done better. And Sharita is like on the defense. Remember, remember, Devoin's family did not see Nova for the first essentially seven years of her life. I think we really need to keep that in mind because Devoin, yes, has been in and out of the picture for the last few years, but not until MTV came back around. He was not in that little girl's life till she was six or seven years old. And Devoin's mom was especially not in his life. I personally can't imagine walking around this earth knowing you have a grandchild and making no effort that lives by me and making no effort to see that grandchild. Even if my not shit son didn't want anything to do with that baby, I would be breaking down walls to see that baby. You know, like it, it's so, it makes so little sense to me. It's so confusing. It's so, so, so confusing. But Sharita is like, I wasn't the bad one. And Brie is like, this why like why are we fighting what is going on here she's crying she's like i have nova in therapy and the therapist wants us all to get together but nova's too scared to do it because she doesn't want to hurt your feelings and devoin's feelings and i mean i believe that i think that nova is like very sensitive and shy and i can believe that she doesn't want her dad to come into the therapist's office and she tells her dad that he's let her down By the way, I was really happy to hear that Nova's in therapy. Bree should be in therapy. I hope Bree's in therapy, too. And I also don't, I don't believe in child therapy unless the parents are extremely on board in changing their behaviors, too, personally. I know that sounds like a little controversial, but like kids are kids and a therapist can help them with some of their stuff, but like parents are the ones that provide the environment that the child is in. And if a parent isn't willing to change that environment, then what are we doing here? And I think that Brie has a lot of really bad behavior that probably really stresses Nova out. And so I hope that she's changing that. Thankfully, Nova's not at this lunch. Thank God. So Brie is crying and she's just like, this is not what I wanted. I didn't want this lunch to go this way. And Sharita is like, you need to admit what you've done. You need to go to therapy. Bree says that she is in therapy. I'm not so sure I believe it, but she says she is. Well, I guess she probably is because she's going to the psychiatrist. I hope she is. Then Sharita says that Bree is a bitch. She's like, fuck you. You're a bitch. Ever, his poor little, Devoin's poor little, poor little sister who's 14 years old is like, calm down, calm down, calm down. It's not that serious. Bree is screaming. She's giving the finger. She's screaming, suck my dick. And you know what? I wish that Bree didn't match Sharita's energy. I wish that the D. Jesus woman just got up and walked out. 
Honestly, like, I wish they just got up and walked out. But fuck you, Sharita. Fuck you. You have had almost nothing to do with your grandchild her entire life. And you're going to come in here and act like act like it's Bree's fault and Roxanne's fault. The people who have been raising your granddaughter. What the fuck are you talking about calling Bree a bitch? Go fuck yourself. Was it like not great for Bree to match her energy? Yeah, because it's never good to like match somebody's energy in that. And just hear me out. Hear me out. We all do it. But just because we do it doesn't mean it's okay, right? But like the reality is when you're in a situation like that, it is almost never, ever, ever productive to match the person's energy and to like continue escalating the fight. You feel like shit afterwards. It makes everything worse. And even if they started it, right? And even if they're the ones that were even worse, you you very, very rarely feel good about your behavior. And like what makes you feel good, me feel good, is shutting down that conversation and being, once I'm being called a bitch and a liar, instead of yelling, suck my dick and fuck you, it's, I'm going to leave. I will not be treated this way. I will not be speaking to you again. I'm leaving. Goodbye. And it's so fucking hard to do that. It is so hard to do that because it's natural human instinct to kick it back up, right? But it just rarely makes anything better. And it like it also doesn't make most people feel better in the moment it does because you're like getting high on fighting like you're getting that cortisone rush to your brain or whatever it is screaming back at someone. That's why we do it. But most people, especially people that are trying to be better, which I do believe Brie, some part of her wants to be better after the fact, you don't feel better. You feel worse. And you feel a lot worse than you would if you had just shut it down and walked away. And that's what they should have done. But I will say, like, all things considered, Brie didn't get that bad. (laughs) So Devoin did post the other day that he went to rehab and he was on his way home. I really hope that's true. I hope MTV sent him to a nice facility. He said he was in Texas, so I'm kind of guessing he was. I hope he got to go to a dual diagnosis place because he has alcohol problems, too. Gambling is probably one of the saddest addictions to me. I don't know why. Something about gambling makes me feel like deeply upset. <laughs> I I really don't know why. Even watching people gamble makes me feel upset. Like I so I really hope that Devoin is doing better and in a better place. Okay, that's it for this week. I hope everybody has a nice week. Donate to Operation Santa if you can and I will talk to you soon. Bye. This podcast is brought to you by Solid Listen Network. Find me on Instagram at feathers underscore pod.